a knuckleball pitcher that was e- extremely good. And uh, he, he, he learned to control his knuckleball a little bit better. I have some, I, I, I seem to relate well with knuckleball pitchers. I have some interesting stories to tell about them, both as a, a player and uh, as a general manager after I was through playing. Uh, since uh, uh, I'm talking about Phil, uh, Dave Bristol called me all upset and said uh, Dave was manager when I was with the Braves. And he said that Phil Negro passed away yesterday. He was upset about it, and he knew that I would be because he knew that Phil and I had been friends. On And then I heard from other people about Negro's passing. Darrell Evans called me up. Uh, Darrell was my third baseman when I was in Atlanta, and I, I'm very acquisition. I'll talk more about Darrell's, Darrell's relationship with me a little later on. But uh, baseball lost a, a great guy and a, a real Hall of Famer when uh, Phil passed away. And uh, I'd like to offer my condolences to his wife, Phil live in Georgia. Phil and, and knuckleball pitchers, I'll tell you that uh, of my relationship with knuckleball pitchers. I was a knuckleballer uh, in my minor league days until I got to Elmira, New York, and we were in the Governor's Cup playoffs, and Rogers Wolf was pitching, and he had a very good knuckleball, and he's the guy that I told you uh, uh, Willie Duke hit the home run off of uh, to beat him, but we won the Governor's Cup. And then uh, Roger, uh, I think he pitched one more year in the minor leagues, and then he he went up and pitched for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. He, He was even with Indians for a little while. He had a very good knuckleball. And that was the first knuckleball that I had ever seen. Then I, in my days as a player, I hit it. Mickey Hefter, who had a, he was a little left-hander with a knuckleball, and and uh, Johnny Nigling, he was a right-hander with a good knuckleball. There weren't many knuckleball pitchers. Never have been, and never will be. Never will be another knuckleball pitcher. The way they train train pitchers today. Uh, knuckleball is not one of the things that they train. But the next uh, knuckleballer that I uh, got to know and, and, and love and faced in the big leagues was Hoyt Wilhelm. And uh, I think Hoyt probably had one of the best knuckleballs of all time. The ball is thrown off the uh, two knuckles. Knuckles are, help you hold the ball. And you kind of shove it out, and it comes to home plate. It's not spinning; it's it's moving up and down and in and out because it's not spinning. It's the air the air resistance is causing it to move, and it's very difficult pitch to hit it. It can move two or three feet up or down or in or out. It's it's just difficult to time and and get good wood on it uh, when it doesn't knuckle. Uh, and it's fairly straight. You can hit it a long way, but uh, that doesn't happen too often. Anyway, uh, 
uh, Wilhelm was a great guy. I, I played with him in uh, Baltimore. I played against him when I was with uh, in the American League. And then uh, he came with us in Atlanta, 1969, when we won the National League West. Uh, he, we acquired him from the uh, Los Angeles Angels, and he helped us win the pennant. We didn't do well in the playoffs, but uh, Hoyt pissed well for us and did everything he could. And so I, I had, we had Wilhelm, and then we had Necro on the team. Necro was a young uh, knuckleballer just coming along. And uh, I'm sure Wilhelm had discussions of throwing the ball, and they, uh, Necro fed off of uh, Wilhelm's knowledge. And uh, when Wilhelm retired, Necro, I guess he was uh, probably the only knuckleballer in the big leagues at that time. Uh, he, he, just, he just won 18, 20 games every year. Uh, he had his days off when the ball wasn't working well for him. But he was an extremely good pitcher for us and one that we could count on. He, he was very difficult for catchers to catch. Uh, uh, Bob Uecker was our regular catcher. And when Negro pitched, he just had a terrible time. He spent half his pitching the ball back to the uh, screen, uh, the end, back to the edge of the stadium behind home plate, and uh, picking it up. And if there was a base runner, he had benched the base. <laughs> it was a, kind of embarrassing, but Euchre did his best. And, and one day he came to the park, and, and he made the announcement. He said, well, he said, I figured out how to catch Necro. And everybody was very interested in hearing how he was going to do that. And we all said, well, how, how are you going to catch him? He said, I'm just going to let the ball stop rolling and pick it up. And everybody got a big charge out of that. He was a funny guy anyway and uh, had an illustrious a, a radio announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers. But Euchre was a great guy to be around and and uh, always had something funny to say, and that was really funny. If you have a question for Eddie or would like to suggest a topic for him to discuss, please email eddie.robinson65 at yahoo.com. And for an even deeper dive into the golden age of baseball, read his autobiography, Lucky Me, My 65 Years in Baseball, which you can find on goodreads.com and on Amazon. The executive producer of the golden age of baseball is Greg Ricks, our engineer is Mark Robinson, and our podcast coordinator is Abby Robinson. Music